used to take used to wrap up Zuzim in a Sudr. He would throw it behind him because he didn't want the Ani to be embarrassed. He would go near the house of the Aniyim. He would look behind him just to make sure a Rama is not coming, but he would give it to an Ani in a way that he shouldn't see. Rav Hanina used to have an Ani that he used to send him for Shabbos. He sent it to him in the hands of his wife. I saw you, she came back. She said, they don't need it. My chazis, how did you know? Shami, I heard, they were saying to each other, what are you using to eat? In silver mats or golden mats? Rashi says they're pishton or, or, or silk, but they're talking about using expensive things for their mats. This meant, so the guy was really an usher. It wasn't like the person before. The person before was an ani, he just was a mephonic. But this person using silver mats is something that's a real ashiras. Omar, he said, Hi, Omar, he said, We have to thank the Ramayim. If there wouldn't be such a thing as an ani that doesn't eat it, then we'd be chayt if we wouldn't be giving the ani a money. But now that there's such a thing as, as Ramayim, so we always have an excuse that we thought the guy was a Ramay, and therefore we didn't give. The Adi is going to call out. It's going to be a terrible chayt. The person doesn't give. So Mela, but Baruch Hashem, there are Ramayim. That, that's the reason we have an excuse for not giving. Now you have to you do your research. But like a part of day, it was being malam, it's Listen to this. A person doesn't give proper tzaka. It's as if he serves. The pasuk says when a person doesn't want to lend somebody because of shmita, which is a form of tzaka. And the pasuk says that's a pasuk by Iranidachas. And just to quote my shver, he sent me a, 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 a picture of a, a quote from the Vilna Gain. The Vilna Gain writes, it comes really from Igeris Agra. The Vilna Gain writes, someone that doesn't give chaymish is kilo even of this That's a A person pretends like his eye is blinded. A person pretends like he has a, a stomach, he can't function properly. Also to collect money. He pretends like he's limping. It's going to end up happening to him. A person does like that. A person collects stock, he doesn't eat it. He's not going to be niftim in Ayelam until he has to collect stock. The Mishnah says... So this is halacha. The halacha is an ani can only collect like a chikho payup if he has less than 200 zuz. If he has less than 200 zuz, he could collect like a chikho payup. So the mission says like this. We're not of the guy to sell his, his kalim to see if he has assets of 200 zuz. It's only if he has real assets, but if he has his bias and his kletash mishai, 
He's not mechuyiv to sell them to make him have 200 zuz. Is that true? If he's used to, if he uses gold, gold kalim, he should use silver. Because he has to downgrade. So you're telling me you're not mechuyiv to sell klay tashmishai. We see he has to downgrade. So I think more. That was because he had such a tzarech. Oh, so that's going to be similar to Gemara's tzarech. Om Reb Zvid loy kasha. Hav a mita v'sholchan. If it's a mita v'sholchan, you're mechoyev to sell it. Hav a kaisa yisukaris. If it's kaisa yisukaris, since he's used to eating with gold and silver zachin, we're not mechoyev him to sell it. What's the difference? Maishna kaisa yisukaris deloy to amram yisili. Why do we not make him sell his kaisa and his kairis? Because he says it's disgusting. I'm used to eating gold and silver. It's disgusting. The guy could say, I need my, my table, my zachin. I'm not happy if it's not gold and silver. So back to the problem. If he's used to it, we're talking about a silver plow, which is something that's totally irrelevant. You don't need a silver plow. So something like that, you're not to sell. But something that's not such a grace tzayich, you're not, something that's a grace tzayich, that's necessary for your menuchas nefesh, and Ani's not mechoyit to sell. That's one teretz. Papa, Melaykash, another teretz. Kan koydim shiavu degiboy, kan liyachas shiavu degiboy. Very interesting thing. Before he reached to maybe as long as he was poor, we're not mechayiv him to sell. But let's say he had two hundred zuz, and really he shouldn't have taken like a chikopeya, but he took. He took shalaykadid. And now we have to collect from him. The guy's a Ghanav. We found out that he has 200 zoos. We have to collect from him. Then when we're collecting from him, we make him sell his items. So usually you don't make it on, he sell his items. His personal items, you don't make him sell. But if he already took Shalaikadin, and now you have to collect back what he took, so then the Allah is, you make him sell his items. So that's the answer. Where do we say we don't make him sell as if he didn't steal? He just wants to know if he's an honey. We consider him an honey. But if he stole and you want to collect from him, then you make him sell even his personal items to pay back. That got married off by her mother or her brother. They only promised her 100 or 50 zuz. And we're going to see later, usually you give more. When she gets older, she's allowed to say, I want my money. Even though she got married, she's married for a few years. But when she gets older, she's allowed to say, I was never Michael. I want my money. Yehuda says, if the father, when he was alive, married off the first daughter, so give the second daughter whatever the father gave to the first daughter. You know how much he wants to give, so you evaluate according to how much the father wanted to give. That's a Yehuda's shita. No, it's not, you can't say like that. Sometimes a person was poor, he got rich. He was rich, he got poor. That's not an evaluation. The Chum say, no, you always evaluate the Nechassim and you give a tenth. We're going to see in the Gemara, you give a tenth of the Nechassim to the daughter. When there's a Yassim, Yassima, you give a tenth of the Nechassim to her when she gets married. The Behuda says, you evaluate the father. And the Chum say, no, you give a tenth. Omar Shmuel, le Parnasa Shaman Bav. Shmuel says, when you want to evaluate how much Parnasa, Parnasa means how much money you give the daughter, you evaluate what the father usually gives. Bonus get mezainus and parnasa from their father's nechasim. So again, Shmuel said you evaluate what the father would have given. We're going to get to the mission in a minute. That's what Shmuel said. Fatimah from this bride. So it says they get minichseavim. Kate said, "How do you do it?" Ainam, you don't say ilu avia kaim. If her father would have been alive, 
kach v'kachay in Eisim law. This is what he would have given. Ela shamin es hanechasim in Eisim law. You evaluate the nechasim and you give her a percentage of the nechasim, ten percent of the nechasim. So you see, before she's in the bride, so you don't evaluate the father. My love, parnasas abal. The Gemara thought that when it says misparnasas, it means that the parnasa that you give when a girl gets married, and it says clearly in the brisa, you don't evaluate what the father would have given. You just give her ten percent, and that's it. We're talking about regular Parnassah. Before she gets married, she's living with the brothers. How much Parnassah she gets, how much Mizaynah she gets. There, we evaluate from the Nechassim. You don't evaluate the father. You evaluate from the Nechassim. But Avada, when she gets married, could be the marriage. You go after what the father usually gives. That's Shmuel's Shita. The Mishnah said, the Bryce is a double ocean. Mizainis and Parnasa. What are these two things? So we actually discussed this earlier in Subis. The Gemara thought, My love, Achas Parnasa Sabal, Viachas Parnasa Hatzma. The Gemara thought, Mizainis is before she gets married, and Parnasa is when she gets married. So you see that even when she gets married, you do not evaluate what the husband would have, what the father would have given. So the Maraloi, Edividi or Parnasa Hatzma, they're both talking about before she got married, Loikasha, Veloikasha, Habeachilo, Shtia, Habelavusha, Vechisuya. Like we said, the Rebbe Shalom says, Zan u Mefarnes. Zan is Achila and Shtiya. Mefarnes is Levusha v'chisuya, is clothing. So, male, that's what it means. But really, Shmuel's right. When you want to marry off a girl, you will give her kefi, how much the father would have given. Tanan, the Mishnah says, listen to this Gemara. Sometimes a person is poor and he got rich. Sometimes he's rich and he got poor. So you can't make what Rabbi the Chama disagrees with Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says you look at what he gave to the first daughter and you give it to the next daughter. Chama says you don't do that because sometimes he gets poor, sometimes he gets rich. So rather you should just evaluate the Chasim. You evaluate the chasim and you give 10%. What do you mean he was poor and he got rich? If you mean that originally he was poor and then he got rich, you want to tell me the Tanakama holds What's the chab? The Tanakama is disagreeing. Rabbi Yehud is disagreeing. And he's saying that you give Kefi uh, how much the father gave. Does it make sense if the guy was an Ashir and then he became an Ani? You give him like he originally got. The guy's a poor man. Right, Rabbi He's a poor man. So you can't give him more than what he has. If he's an Ashir and he became an Ani, you can't give him if he's a poor man. So to Gemara, listen to this Gemara. El Olav Ani Ani Bedas. You know who's a poor man? A guy that doesn't know how to spend some money. A kargamench. He's called an ani. And an ashir is an ashir. Bedas. That's what an ani and an ashir mean. Person doesn't understand. He sits like a kargzuch. He can't spend three dollars. That's an ani. And an ashir is a person that's able to spend money. He has the seichel to be able to, you know, to waste money. He can spend money like a mensch. So therefore what? The chum are saying not that the guy has physical money. I mean that sometimes the guy changes his mode of operations. Originally, maybe he gave less, and now maybe he was an, he became an usher, meaning in his mind, and he decided to give more, or vice versa. And therefore, it would make sense that you can't evaluate what he did with the first daughter. The chum are saying you calculate the nechasim. What do you see? The katani shamin nechasim and aistalah. You see the chum say you do not go after the father. You evaluate the nechasim. 
You see clearly, you do not go after the father, you go after the Nechassim, meaning you always give 10%. It's a The Mishnah says, Mefurish, not like Shmuel. Shmuel is going like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, if you married off the first daughter, you give the second daughter like you gave the first daughter. So Mela, according to Rabbi Yehuda, you talk, evaluate the father, and we're going like Rabbi Yehuda. Why don't you say that the Allah is like Rabbi Yehuda? He should have said, what do you have to make? Shmuel came into Beis Medish and he said, He should have said, Basically, he's passing Kab Yehuda Shita. If you would just say, I would think, It's only if he married her off, meaning he did one Shidduch. And you saw how much he gave the first Shidduch, so mainly you assume he's going to do the second Shidduch the same way, even after he's Niftar. The Gali Daitik, because he was Megaladas. Let's say you never got married. Do we evaluate the father and guess? You see how much money he spends on his kids. Do you evaluate based on how much he spends on his kids? Do we assume that that's how much he's going to spend on the next chasna? Maybe you would say not. Maybe if you just said, Allah is like a Yehuda, you would think maybe you're only passing exactly like a Yehuda, that it has to be that he married off a daughter. Maybe not. Kamash Malan, time of Rabbi Yehuda, Dazlin and Basom. The reason for Rabbi Yehuda is not because he married off a kid, it's because we evaluate. It doesn't make a difference if he did a Shidduch or not. The Allah is, we always evaluate the father. Why did the Mishnah say a case of Hesiyah? Why did the Mishnah punk, punk pick that case? To say the Kayach of the Rabbanan, the Aflag of the Hesiyah. Even though he married off a daughter before, and he showed what he he showed how much he wants to spend. We we do not go So let's get clear. It's a machlaikis tanoim how much money you're supposed to spend on a yisayma. According to Yehuda, you evaluate the father whether he did a shidduch first or not is irrelevant. The point is you evaluate what the father would have given. According to the Chamim, no, you cheshbon the Nechassim, and you give him 10% of the Nechassim, like we'll see in a minute, and that's it. It's Machloikis, Tanam, we paskin, like Ab Yehuda. The Gemara is going to elaborate on that. We paskin, like Ab Yehuda, that you evaluate the father. Amalei Ravalei Avchizda, they told over Rava, the Rava told Avchizda, that's what we're holding it. Yeah. Amalei Avchizda, Tarshinan Mishimcha, they say over in your name, that you evaluate the father. He responded, All of these Shein they should say over in my name. Meaning he was masking that Allah is like a Yehuda. Did Rav say that? Rabbi says a daughter that gets mezainus from the brothers, meaning her father's dead and she's getting mezainus from the brothers. Now you tell us, Isin Nechassim, she takes a tenth of the Nechassim. That's what Rabbi says. Rabbi says it's always a tenth. See, how could you say Rabbi holds that you evaluate the father? Rabbi says clearly you pass like Rabbi. If you evaluated him, then you give the evaluation. If you didn't evaluate him, then there's a, a set price of 10%. So even Rebbe agrees that you, if you evaluate the father, then you give according to how much you evaluate. And the Gemara proves it. 
I'll prove it to you. says, there was a story. Rabbi gave one twelfth of the Nechasim. Rabbi said it's one tenth. Why is he giving one twelfth? If they evaluated him, then you give whatever they evaluated. In that case, they evaluated him and it was a tenth, it was a twelfth, so they gave him a twelfth. If they didn't evaluate him, then it's a tenth. Shmamina. So that's what we paskin. We paskin. If you evaluate the father, you go after the evaluation. If you don't evaluate the father, then the shear is a tenth. Gufa. Amar Rabbi. Rabbi said like this. That gets mezainus, meaning she was her father was nifter, and now she's getting married. She takes a tenth. They told according to your words, let's say a guy has ten daughters and a son. So the ben has nothing left. You're telling me every daughter gets ten percent. So once you have ten daughters, you're out to lunch. There's no money left for the kids. Is that true? No, that's not what you do. This is what you do. The first one takes 10%. The next one takes 10% of what's left. And the third one takes 10% of what's left. So you don't split it amongst all 10 girls. Each one takes 10%, and then the next one gets 10% of what's left. And then you split it equally. Which the Gemara is going to split. What does it mean? You split equally. The first one gets 10%, and the next one gets a little bit less. What do you mean? You don't split equally. Each one took what he what she got. You're not splitting it. So I'm like this. Let's say they all came, all 10 guys, 10 daughters, all 10 daughters come and want to get married at the same time. So if you're going to give each daughter 10%, there's not going to be any money left for the sons. So the way you do is like this. Meaning you do like this. You have 10 daughters. They're all getting married. If, let's go like this. If one daughter gets married first, she gets 10%. The next daughter gets 10% of what's left. The next daughter, you go in order. But let's say they all get married at the same time. The way you work it is like this. One daughter takes 10%. The no ne- huh? is there, no. <laughs> one daughter takes 10%. The next daughter takes 10% of what's left. And each one takes 10% of what's left. But the problem is it's not fear that the second or the third order should get less than the first order. So you take all of the money that everybody got, you pool it together, and then you split it equally amongst the ten. Just make sure, we, for, for all those that are not accountants, Chesky chapter ready. But I know it's not accountant, we just have to make sure it's very clear. Unless Chesky has a deadline if he's very tired. But So the way it works like this. If you have ten daughters that get married one after the other, so the first one gets the most, and as you go down the line, they get less and less, ten percent of what's left. If they all get married at the same time, there's no reason why one should get more than the other. So what you do is you line them all up. One guy gets 10%, next one 10% of us left, etc., etc., etc. And then, now they have a huge fund. They put it all in one fund and they split it equally. So basically, every, the son will still have money left over even though there's 10 daughters. But the daughters get uh, everything from the pot. They split the pot into 10 parts. And the Gemara says, "Masna to Masna to Amir Masna to Amir Masna in Bolu Inasim Kulam Kachas." The Masna says, "If they're coming to get married, all them together, nightless Iser Echad, they take one ten percent." Fatimar Iser Echad Sagadaytuch, they only take one ten percent. Ela nightless Iser Ki Echad, it means they take ten percent together, meaning each one takes what's right for them, and then they split it. Like we said, we pull it together, and then we split it together. So that's the Cheshbon the Gemara. How you give? 10%. Tony Abad. Bryce says like this. 
Habanes, the daughters, Bain Bagru Achalinus, so if they became Begeras, which means she's out of the father's house, the Begeras out of the father's house, before they did Nisuin, or Ubein Nisu Achalai Bagru, or they did Nisuin before Begeras, Ibdu Mizenisab. They don't get Mizenis anymore. The halacha that a person has to feed his daughters is only till they become a Begeras, or till they get married. So once they become Begeras, they get married, they lose their Mizenis. But Viloy Ivdu Parnasasan. They did not lose the 10%, meaning the 10% that they get when they get married, even if she becomes a Begeras, she still gets her 10%. It's only Mizenis that she loses when she becomes a Begeras, or she gets Nasuan. But Parnasa, she will always get no matter how old she is. That's Rabbi Shita. Shemalaza says, once she passes the threshold of Bagrus, she loses her Parnasa too. She has to make sure she gets married before 12 and a half. So what's the Eitzah? Kate said, hey, nice. says, what do you do? You pay a guy to marry you. And then the husband takes the Parnasa. That's the Eitzah. Or else, because once she becomes a big heiress, she's going to lose her Parnasa. Parnasa, again, means the money that the father gives or the estate gives for marriage. So Mela, according to Shimon Laza, she's going to lose it when she becomes a big heiress. And therefore, we have to do, we have to solve, we have to do it. So we have to solve that issue. And therefore, we uh, we make sure she gets married before she becomes a big heiress. So it's a Machlaikis Rebbe and a Shimon Laza. Rebbe holds Parnasa doesn't change. If Shimon Laza holds, Parnasa does change. And Shimon Elazar also says, let's say she gets married before she's a Begaris, it meaning she's a Naira. Right? Let's say she gets married when she was a Naira, and they didn't give her Parnasa. She got married when she was a Naira, Zoktiv Shimon Elazar, meaning between 12 and 12 and a half. So Shimon Elazar says, also, she loses her Parnasa. She was Michalit. If she gets married when she's a Katana, you can't be Michal. A Katana can't be Michal. That if she got married when she's a Naira, meaning she's already Bas Mitzvah, it's before 12 and a half. She got married a, a day after she her Bas Mitzvah, such a beautiful party. She got married day after her Bas Mitzvah. Salamaisa, what's the Allah? Shimon Elazar, she loses her Parnasa too. Why? Because she got married. She didn't take Parnasa when she got married. With it. Let's say her, father, her mother didn't give it to her. Her father's dead. Her mother didn't give it to her. So Allah is she loses it. It's so very important. It's going to be very negative for the rest of the oven. Shimon Elazar holds Parnasa, a woman loses whether she gets married, meaning she didn't sue in, and she didn't take 10%. She took whatever they gave her. So she's Michalit and she's done. Or if she became a Begaris, also she doesn't get Parnasa. Once she hits either Bagaris and Isuin, she doesn't get Parnasa. Rebbe holds no, Parnasa doesn't change. Parnasa you always keep. It's only Mizainus that you lose when you become Begaris. So when you do Nisuin, you lose your Mizainus. But Parnasa you will never lose. This is the Machlaikis Rebbe and Hashem and Elazar. We pass in the Rebbe that they do not lose their Parnasa. A Yusayma that gets married off by her mother or her brother. They only wrote her 100 or 50 Zuz. This is the Mishnah. So they wrote her less than normal Parnasa. When she gets older, she could she could take what she deserves, whatever money she deserves. Even though she got married and she married for a few years, but later when she gets older, she could take it back. But the Mishnah sounds like only because she's a Ketana. That's why she wasn't Michael, and therefore she's allowed to take it back. Ha But it sounds like, let's she was a G'dayla when she got married, she was Mavateh. You see, like if Shemin Elazar that says that if a girl gets married, she's Mavateh, if she's a G'dayla. So Lachai, you see, eh, not like Rebbe. So how could Rev, Na- how could Rev Nachman Paskin like Rebbe? This is that Rebbe said 
that they don't lose their nechassim is only if she's meicha. She makes a statement that she doesn't want to lose her nechassim. So then the statement works and she doesn't lose her nechassim. But if she's not meicha, even Rebbe agrees that she would lose if she gets married. She doesn't say boo. Even Rebbe agrees that she loses her nechassim because obviously she's meicha. Hachanami, I'll prove it to you. Mr. Hachanami, Mr. Tim Kane, Kasha, the Rebbe, the Rebbe, the Steer, and Rebbe, the Tanya. Rebbe, I'm a Rebbe, says, Bas, Hani, Zainus, Menachim. Rebbe says, A girl that gets Mizainus. Naitelis, he's in a Chasim, she gets a tenth, meaning she gets Parnasa, Nizainus, and Shane, and Nizainus, life. It sounds like only a girl that has Mizainus uh, gets, gets uh, Parnasa, but a girl that doesn't have Mizainus, doesn't get Parnasa. According to Rebbe, a girl doesn't lose her parnasa. So why is it only as long as she's getting a mezainus? Even if she becomes a begaris and she doesn't get mezainus anymore, according to Rebbe, she still keeps her parnasa. So why does Rebbe only say bas hani zaynus menachem? It sounds like only before bagras, as long as she gets mezainus, that's when she uh, gets parnasa, which is isur nechasim, a tenth of nechasim. Sounds like not like Rebbe's sheet. Alav shmami no, you have to differentiate. Hadamachay, hadlamachay. The only time Rebbe says. That she keeps her she keeps her parnasa if she makes mecha. She doesn't make a mecha, so then obviously she's being Michael and she loses her parnasa. Shmamina. So that's the Gemara's Raya. That obviously according to Rebbe she loses her parnasa. Amalei Ravina, Amalei Ravina, the Rava, Ravina told Rava, Amalei Ravada Berava, Mishimcha, Ravada Berava said over in your name, Bagra Eina Tzrichalimchus. If she became a begaris, she does not have to be meicha, meaning begaris itself. Just a girl becoming bagras is not enough to make her lose her tenth of the nechassim that she gets when she gets married. She doesn't have to make If it's just bagras, she doesn't have to make Nisus, if it's just nesuin, also she doesn't have to make meaning she doesn't lose even if she doesn't say anything. But if it's bagra venisas, if she becomes a bagras and she gets married, so she has a double uh, reason to lose, then tzrichalimchus. But if that happens, then she does have to get married. That's what Ravada Barava and that's what Avina told Rava, that we're saying over in your name, that you, by your, by, by Geras doesn't need a Machah, she doesn't lose. Nisus doesn't need a Machah, it's only if it's Bagar and Nisus. Did Rava say that Bagar, that you, that only Bagar and Nisus needs a Machah? We asked the Kasha before, Rava asked if Nachman Yisayma. Vishani Lei, Rav Nachman answered, Hadamachi, Hadalaymachi. The Terrence, the Gemara said before, is only if, if you made a Machah, then you don't lose. But if you, do not make a mecha, then you do lose. So Lachai and Rava seems to agree with that concept. So how could you say in the name of Rava that the only time you need a mecha is if it's Bagra Vinisas? It's not true. Lachai and Rava agreed to the Kasha before, Rava agreed to the Tarets before, and seemed to say that even just Bagaris itself needs a mecha. Very interesting difference. If she's getting Mizainis from the children, from the sons, so then the reason, usually you need a mecha. But if she's getting mezainus from the children, even after she gets married, which she doesn't have to do, they don't have to give her mezainus. But let's say they're doing her a favor out of the goodness of their heart and they're giving her mezainus. So then she's simply embarrassed to make a mecha. The reason why she didn't make a mecha is not because she doesn't want to make a mecha. Because she's embarrassed. She's getting fed from these, from these yisayimim out of the goodness of their heart. They're feeding her. So mainly she's posh and embarrassed to make a mecha. So therefore that's why she didn't make a mecha. So really Rava agrees that usually a girl has to make a mecha in order to keep her parnasa. Again, we're talking about parnasa that she gets when she gets married. Or after she gets married, if she chaps, that she needs to collect if she didn't get enough money. 
So usually she has to make a mecha to make sure that she keeps her parnasa. But if the situation was that they're giving her mezaynas, since they're giving her mezaynas, so she's embarrassed to make a mecha, so there, even if she didn't make a mecha, it does not mean that she's meichel. That's what Rava says, that a girl, a regular bayeris, a regular nesua, doesn't need to make a mecha, because even if she doesn't make a mecha, it does not mean that she's meichel, it just means that she's embarrassed because the children are giving her mezaynas, which she's not mecha to do, and she doesn't want to start up with them, and therefore, she didn't make a mecha. Amar Avhuna Amar Ebi, Parnasa eno kitanaik suba. All in towards the bottom of some chesim base. Parnasa, which is what she gets when she gets married, doesn't have a din of tanaik suba. What does that mean? My eno kitanaik suba doesn't have a din as everything else that's a tanaik suba. Like mezayinus is a tanaik suba. We had before a bunch of tanaim that are in the suba. This is not a tanaik suba. That's what he started off saying. Now, what does that mean? It's not kitanaik suba. In emadilu parnasa tarfa mimishabdi. If he meant to say. That parnasa you collect from Yishubadim, Utanaik Suba, Loitar from Yishabdi, but Tanaik Suba, regular Tanaik Suba, other things that, let's say, Mizainis, you can't collect from Aline, you can only collect from Nechasim that are open, but if it's Mishubadim, if someone already bought the Nechasim, you can't collect for Tanaik Suba. So parnasa is not like Tanaik Suba, because parnasa you could get from Mishubadim, and let's say Tanaik Suba, let's say Mizainis, which you feed the daughters, that you don't get from Mishubadim. If that's what Ravun is coming to say, my kamashmal and what's the chiddush? Hamaisim b'chalayim. This is the divine pshutim. It happens all the time. Meitzi and leparnasa. They meitzi and lemezaynus. You only take for parnasa from mishubadim. From mezaynus, you don't. Now the difference is, I'll explain to you, because really it's not fair. Mezaynus is an endless amount of money to support somebody to eat. You never know how much the person's going to eat. You can eat for years. You never know how much that is. So therefore, it's not fair that you should be able to collect from Mishubadim because basically anyone that buys any property, no matter how much property you buy, you could always end up having to forfeit your property because they need Mizaynis. Parnasa has a set amount, 10%. It's set. So whenever you have something that's set, we allow you to collect from a lien. But whenever you have something that doesn't have an end, so then Chazal said you can't collect from a lien. So therefore, Mizaynis, which doesn't have an end, you can't collect from a lien. But Parnasa, you could. So that can't be what Avun is saying because that's Tvarim Shutim. Avun doesn't have to come to say that. So again, what does Avun mean when he says Parnasa is different than than Tanaik Suba? Vel obviously means the Parnasa Gavya Nami Mimitaltali Parnasa you collect from Mitaltali with Tanaik Suba Mimikarki Gavya Mimitaltali Lai Gavya. Maybe you'll say that Parnasa you get from from even from Mitaltali, and usually Tanaik Suba you only get from Karka, not from Mitaltali. That's the Gemara thought. Maybe that's true that Mizainis, let's say, that you give your daughters, you do not get, you can, she cannot collect from a Tatler. It's not true. We're going in Rebbe's street to the Zavun in the name of Rebbe. Rebbe holds that Mizainis, you do collect from Mitaltalim. Whether they're Nechasim, they have a Chais, meaning whether it's Karka. Whether it's Nechasim, do not have a Chais, meaning Mitaltalim. So Karka and Mitaltalim might see in Lamazan, Isha, Lamanis. The very Rabbi, Rabbi says Mefurish, that you pay Mazainis even from a Tatalim. A girl could collect a Mazainis not only from Karka, even from a Tatalim. So again, that can't be what Ravun is saying, because Ravun is saying in the name of Rabbi. And if Ravun is differentiating between Parnasa and Mazainis, it's not true. Parnasa and Mazainis, both of them, you could collect from a Tatalim. Alamai Parnasa, Eina Kitanaik Suba. What did Rabbi mean when he said that Parnasa is not considered like a regular Tanaik Suba? It's for this Brisa Haimer. A person says, Al Person says, His children, his daughters, should not get Mizainus from his Nechasim 
The halacha is you don't listen to him because it's Meshubit. It's a Tanaik Suba. You're Meshubit. But Al Yisparnas Subhanah Benoisim in a Chas of But if a guy makes a Tanai that his daughters shouldn't get Parnasa, then you do listen to him. She Parnasa, Eina, Ketanaik Suba. Because Parnasa is not considered a Tanaik Suba. That's what Ravuna meant to say. Ravuna meant to say that Parnasa is not a Tanaik Suba, meaning a person has a right to stop his daughters from getting. It's not a regular Tanaik Suba, and therefore there's no Grace Hashibit on it, and therefore. Parnasa is something that a woman, that a man can make a tanai to stop his his uh, daughter from getting. Say, if someone would ask you a test, we're not going to let him ask on the other gemara. It's too hard. But this is an easier concept. Is someone allowed to make a tanai that his children are not going to get parnasa the ten percent that they get when they get married? Is a man allowed to make such a tanai? The answer is yes. Only mizaynus you can because it's a tanai suba and you're not allowed to stop tanai suba. But parnasa you're allowed to.